Hello, friends. Welcome to the Truth To You Daily Podcast with Brother Scott. We are thrilled that you have taken time out of your day to explore with us God's timeless truth. Regardless of who we are, we all need the light of God's Word to illuminate our path for this day. And now, here is our youth pastor, Brother Scott. Hello and welcome back to the Truth To You Podcast. It's December the 6th. It's Wednesday. That means Brother Sam's with us here in the studio, fresh off of Thanksgiving break. How oh, are yes. you, Brother Sam? Oh, I'm doing great. Still <laughs> still feeling the effects of Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I think we I think we yes. all are. Uh, you wouldn't recognize me right now. I'm twice the size I was a week I, ago. We had to widen the door. We did. When you came in yep. here. Uh, <laughs> did did you have leftovers for a few days? Yeah, or? We, we did. We took some home with us. Uh, we had some the, the day after, obviously, and then... Actually, took a break from it, you know? Okay. Yeah, take a break from it because right. you don't want to have too much of a good That's thing. very true. And then, very true. then take some leftovers home. We, we were up in New Jersey, and when we came back home, had some leftovers. And that's, so, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, we were recounting uh, the meals that we had right around Thanksgiving, and the in, in a short span of time, mm-hmm. had deer, oh. turkey, duck, chicken, Ooh. and pork. Wow. And didn't have the the beef. Oh. And that, and that, and that, that's the beef is the probably beef? the most com- <laughs> common thing we didn't we didn't get to. So we got three on Man. Thanksgiving Day in in the uh, turducken. We that's just tradition. And wow, we, we do that and. It was um it's it it a great time. Yeah. I mean that, that man, if you had just covered added all the, the beef, you would have had right. covered everything. Right. That's so crazy. now it's back to tofu. Oh, and I no, see. I'm just kidding. You're a tofu man. Tofurkey, actually. <laughs> 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 How did we get on that? Okay, I we're we're know. supposed to be talking about the Only joke of the Wednesdays. day. Let's yeah, exactly. Let's get to the, the joke of the day. Oh, we're going straight to the joke do of you, the day. Do you do you uh, have that? Do you uh, have a joke? I, I do. I do have one. Okay. So All right, we're ready. This, this one actually falls more in line with a little bit of my line of work. It's it's kind of a IT oh. joke of the day. Okay. Sort of. A little All bit, right. But I think everybody, everybody will get it. So right. um, every once in a while, you know, password audits are done, make sure everybody's compliant and everything. It was okay. found out that there was a blonde woman that was oh, using boy. a really interesting password. Okay. Mm, and this is, right. here, here was her password that she was using. I can only imagine. One, one word, no spaces. Okay. okay. Yep. Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, Huey, Louie, Dewey, Donald, Goofy, Sacramento. Okay. You want me to read that again for you? Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, Huey, Louie, Dewey, Donald, Goofy, Sacramento. One word, no spaces. Okay. And so so we asked why she had such a long password. And she said that it told her it needed to be at least eight characters long and include at least one capital. That's a great joke, Sam. I, I really like that one. That You told that well. I, my only fear, though, is that um, we've got some people out there mm-hmm. who, who may find... Who have that as a password? They, they may we just expose I, their password that they use. Right, If yeah. this is you, you might want to change that. Right. What do, yeah. what do we do if they're not blonde, though? Oh, well... That would be a twist, a plot that, twist. That would be a plot twist. Yeah. All right. Listen, don't turn us off. Okay. We, we mean, we mean nothing in, in, in the spirit of meanness, everything in love. We're glad you're here regardless yes. of your hair color. Exactly. Yeah. And uh great joke there, Sam, to kick us off. All right. Um, where are we? We're in, uh, we're in the book of first Samuel. Yes. Uh, you have, um, uh, verse of the day. Is we do verse, well? verse yes. of the week. We'll get to verse our memory verse okay. here. First Samuel 12 and verse 16. Now therefore stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. For Samuel 12 
and verse 16. I chose this verse because it's really a God can mentality. Yes. I uh, love it. So 1 Samuel 12 and verse 16. Now, therefore, stand and see the this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. Okay, Brother Sam, kick us off with our verse, and uh, we're going to get to and talk about. Sure, yes. We're in 1 Samuel 18 today, and the verse that, that we've got chosen is 1 Samuel 18, 29, and that states, And Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continually. Yeah, this is, this is really interesting to me. Um, and, and when you just really follow each word in its setting in verse 29, I, 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 the, the, it really piqued my interest. Saul was yet the more yes. afraid. This is not the first time he's feared yeah, David. Yeah, right. It, it's the the peak of where right, it's yeah, been it's, so far. It's building. But, right. It's building. Uh, so very interesting. Very interesting here. Um, and and. As soon as I read this, I think about all of those physical things uh, mm-hmm. that that we read about in earlier chapters. You know, Saul would have been older than David. Saul would have been taller than David. Right. Uh, the Bible says he was head and shoulders above everybody. Right. Uh, Saul is the one who holds the higher position, although he knows he will not in, right. in a short while. Um, but he's got all of these things and that are going for him. Or, so to speak. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And yet he's worried about. David. Yeah. Yeah. So here here this this is going on. And so we're going to delve into why. Why is he more fearful of David than he used to be, according to uh, what this chapter tells us? Help us with that. Yeah. So the Bible here, it says that in verse 28, one of the first things that you can see is that it says, and Saul, and Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David and that Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. Mm. So now you've got an interesting dynamic because things are becoming extremely personal because okay. you have you have your daughter who is, you know, starting to fall in love with David, this, mm-hmm. you know, who is now, you know, in Saul's mind, his enemy. Yeah, right. right. And I find this really interesting because if you actually go back, and I don't know if, you've, if you guys have already read the reading uh, um, of this uh, chapter t- the, today or not, but if you go back to verse 20 and 21, you you can see it says, And Michael, Saul's daughter, loved David, and they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. Huh. So that's a little bit opposite of yeah. what you would think. But yeah, then yeah, you sure. go to t- verse 21, and it says, And Saul said, I will give him her, that she may be a snare to him. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So... And there, his idea is to use, and that's this. This is what blows my brain: is that he's like to the point of hating David so much, he's right. willing to use his daughter, uh, his own daughter, right, to yes. hurt his enemy. Oh wow, eating up with jealousy, yeah, just jealousy and pride and all kinds of things. My goodness, yeah, wow. So he's he's a mess at this point, as far as sure where he is mentally, sure. And I mean, it, oh, I think it's also good to point out that. Michael is not the only family member that that loves David. Very true. Jonathan as well. Yeah, he's and right in there. You'll see that, you know, in the next chapter yeah, as well. Yeah. You know, so Right. So David's getting this he's getting attention. Yeah. He's getting attention that Saul is not getting and he's getting it from people that are seemingly close to Saul. Very close to, to Saul. Close. Yeah. So, um, can you think of a moment in your life mm-hmm. where something like this happened to you? 
So, yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I'm going to go all the way back to where I was probably like six or seven years old. We'll go with and, you, brother. Go. Okay. So, it, back back then, they would have, um, and I think they still do in, in our town of Manassas, they would have train day, and they would have a bunch of model trains come out, and, and yeah. people would put their trains out. And, you know, as a, as a seven-year-old kid, I absolutely loved that. So, yeah, sure. So, I, I went out there with our family, and I had uh, my best friend and his family, we came out. And so we were looking at, um, and they had these pop-up tents where all the trains were set up. And okay. so we're looking there, um, and I, I see out of the corner of my eye, I see I see a newspaper cameraman coming up. Oh. And I'm like, ooh, interesting. So I kind of like kind of shimmy over to try to get in, you know, not photobombing, but just like, oh, maybe he'll get a picture of me or whatever. Well, then he actually lines up and sees me standing next to my friend, and he gets in front of us and... and frames up for a picture. I'm like, oh, oh this is great. I'm, I, he's okay. actually going to take a picture of us. So okay. I, I looked and I cheesed right at the camera and smiled. Yeah. And at that time, there was a train that came out of the little tunnel there. And my, mm. my friend saw it and he, with, with joy in his eyes, opened his eyes and pointed and with a big smile across his face. And that's when they took the picture. Oh. Two days later, yeah. the newspaper comes out and my friend's giant face oh my. is on the... Entire fr- he is the front page no of the way. newspaper, and I am not there. You're I am cropped <laughs> out, and I was right next to him. And oh, I, was, that's great. I was very upset. That is great. And my friend comes over and he like gives me. He's like, "Here, I've got ten <laughs> newspapers. Here, do you want one?" And I'm like, "No, nah, man, I'm good." <laughs> oh wow. Well, that's a very personal story. Yes. I appreciate yes. you sharing that with uh, us because that, uh, yeah, I'm I mean, still that's, deeply hurt. By I'm sure yeah. <laughs> uh, that your best friend there got, he was the one that got the attention and, and that could be hard. I mean, this happens to all of us right. and yeah. it, it, obviously it's not as significant maybe as a moment like what you had mm-hmm. on the front of a newspaper, oh, never. the yeah. chance to be, but, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, there are times we see other people receive attention that maybe we want. Mm-hmm. Or, or we desire, and uh, we can talk about maybe how uh, we can respond to that. Um, but let's get to the second thing here, because like you said, verse 28 really is the key to us understanding this idea of Saul being more afraid of David. And so we go back to verse 28, and um, you talked about you know his loved ones, but notice that it says, and Saul uh, saw and knew that the Lord was with David. And so I think this is the other part of that, which is, you know, David's not only receiving, you know, attention from people that Saul loves and that are part of his family, but Saul is watching as David finds this special favor with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and now the Lord has moved away from Saul yeah. and has directed himself towards David, who we know was a man after God's own heart. So he's struggling here. Saul's struggling with the attention, but he's also struggling with the special privilege now that David has been given. Yeah. So this takes me back to my childhood. I mean, our listeners are learning about the way that uh, we were when we were we were kids. But I remember when I was in uh, elementary school. In fact, um, this was in K five. Okay. We had a K five program, and I was chosen to be. Daniel. Oh, we were doing Daniel in the lion's wow. den. That's that's a big. And I remember there. being thrilled. Yes, I would be at the, the chance to do this. And so practice came up. We had several rehearsals, and I 
enjoyed having a good time. Mm -hmm. I just, I loved being able to laugh with my friends and do all of that. And Mm -hmm. you know, more than anybody, you direct our Christmas cantata, but Mm -hmm. there are moments where you're working with another part of the cast. Yes. I found myself in one of these moments. I don't know if it was the the, the lions, the kids that were supposed to be lions or the, the guards. I don't know what it was, but I was over on the other side of the stage and I was in my own little world doing my own thing. Brother Sam, I got replaced. Oh, I got no. right then and there. No. In that rehearsal, I got demoted. You got cut? Cut. From being Daniel. I mean, yeah, I went from being Daniel (laughs) to being an extra. I don't know. They may have let me hold a sign or something. I I mean, it was just, and I still remember watching the other person. Oh, oh, yeah. Who got to do that job. And, oh, man, it just about killed me in my K5 world there. (laughs) But nonetheless, I mean, you know, seeing someone else be rewarded or get a special privilege that we in our justice system feel like we deserve or we should have can be a hard thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, certainly it was much in large part because I'd ruined it for myself. Right. You know, and I couldn't blame anybody but myself, but there may be some people listening that they've not done anything wrong. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. And they find themselves in a situation where someone's getting a special privilege that they've not gotten. And that can be a hard thing. Um, What what are some things that that we can do? What's the right way that we can respond in those moments, even though it may be contrary to us? What comes to mind? I mean, a really great thing is to, you know, to be able to say, hey, I genuinely am happy for you, you yeah. know, to, to go up in them and say, hey, that's really great that you had that opportunity and really try. I know it might be hard yeah, and you might be disappointed that you might not have that opportunity that they have. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that even the, like I think you can legitimately still be, you know, di- have the disappointment that, you know, maybe that didn't happen to you, mm-hmm. but at the same time be actually happy and yeah. genuinely happy in your heart for that other person. Yeah, that's good. Like case in point, like, and when, when you guys have, you know, some of you might have jobs or if you don't, you will someday. Yep. Um, if somebody else gets promoted right. in place of you yep. and, and that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And in those scenarios, it's, you have a choice. Okay. Am I going to be bitter towards this person right. because they got, and maybe, maybe they deserve to be promoted. Maybe they didn't, but you, you have the choice there to say, Hey, you know, I'm still going to keep doing my best and right. I'm going to be happy for the opportunity that they, that they have. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think really, I mean, those are character building moments, right? I mean, I I remember it um, just like it was yesterday in terms of how I felt. But at the same time, I learned a very valuable lesson. I think the other thing too, you know, to kind of build on what you said um, is to be thankful for what we do have. Exactly. You know, those moments, well, I'm thankful for the love that I receive from these people. Mm-hmm. you know, or the attention that I receive from, you know, these people, or if I don't find myself receiving attention from man, maybe I can lean on the fact that my God loves me yeah. and I'm not earning favor with him. It's he, really easy to overlook what we already have Yeah, yeah, and 100%. not be grateful. I mean, we just came through, you know, Thanksgiving season and it's just, it's really, it's, especially being Americans, we very quickly forget all the little things in our life that we have that God has given to us that we did not earn on our own. No. Um, And, you know, we we need to be thankful for those things. And, you know, if God 
promote somebody else or, or somebody else gets, you know, an opportunity that we don't have, you know, say, hey, that's that's great for them. And I'm happy with what God's blessed me with, what I, with what I have currently. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good <laughs> stuff, Brother Sam. All right. So we, we talked about Saul today. He, he saw uh, in David just this fear is just building inside of him, much in large part because of the attention that he was receiving and the special privilege he seemed to be getting from the Lord. But Saul could have turned this around. Yes. Uh, he, he, the ball was in his court and he's choosing to this respond. This wasn't a completely preset path of, right. oh, exactly. David has to be no, my enemy Exactly, here. right, yeah. yeah. This was his decision. Yeah, down, and he just made it worse. A downward spiral in play and um, he's only hurting himself. Yeah, and I think that goes to show also for us in our lives, when we even know, even if we start, you know, heading down a wrong path, it doesn't mean that we're destined to continue going down there. We can turn around, we can ask God for help and say, hey, we handled this wrong, yeah. God help me, and yeah. he can help us pull out of that. Yeah, he can, he so. can. All right, uh, excellent uh uh, advice there, Brother Sam. Appreciate you being with us today. Before we go, I want to mention our teenager of the day, which is David. And we're praying for David. Uh, David, if you're listening, I want you to know that we love you, appreciate you, and you're in our thoughts and prayers today. Um, thanks for listening. Um, we appreciate you, Brother Sam, being here again with us. Always and a pleasure. And look forward to next week. Yes, sir. See you then. All right. Take care. Bye.